Hello, and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl. I'm your host, Colleen, and I am on a quest to discover and think about, fix my thoughts on things that are not only true, but are also noble, pure, right, lovely, excellent, just, and worthy of praise. Well, this is going to be a quick pit stop because the last time I tried to do this, apparently my podcast shut off and I was not aware that it had shut off and I'm on my way to Zumba. So you're not going to get the ACX audible find away voices quality that you might have come to know if you've listened to any of my audiobooks. But I'm so excited about this message that I want to get it out to you now. So thanks for bearing with me on remote location, that is. So it's fall. I'm so excited. I don't know if it's fall where you live. Now, most of my listeners are not only in the United States, but also in the United Kingdom and in Germany and in Canada. And I believe it's fall where you guys are. But if you're in a country that I don't yet know that you're listening from, please, um, all of you, if you haven't joined my Facebook group, go to Facebook and join the Serendipity Girl Podcast Lovers group and let me know what country are you listening from? Um, Send a picture. What does it look like outside for you? Here... It's a beautiful fall day. It's 72 degrees. Uh, where we live, it's, it's been in the 80s, and it just came down from the 90s just a few weeks ago. So we get quite excited um, when there's a little nip in the air, but it may be snowing already for some of you, depending on where you live. And although it seems a little early for snow, but... Um, You never know. You might be high up in the mountains. But I love to know where my listeners are from. I love to hear from listeners. I don't want to make this just me talking all the time, which is basically a podcast. But I like to hear what you guys are thinking, what's resonating with you. So it's fall. And for me, that means we're going to be going up into the foothills. Uh, We don't have any true mountains near us. But going into the foothills in just a few weeks to get the apples that they are harvesting right now. And it'll be apple everything. Apple pie. Um, I made an apple cake once. It was really good. I need to find that recipe. I love hot apple cider. But I found a recipe online by an Indian chef. Um, The website is curry.com in curry as in c-u-r-r-y dot in i-n and she actually has a recipe where you can make your own apple cider using some of those apples that maybe you bought at the store or at the orchard if you went apple picking or whatever but it might be a little bit healthier because you can control how much sweetener is in it um i know that she recommends brown sugar or you can use coconut sugar. Um, I think honey would be good. And uh, But you can control it. And it actually is where you just dump chopped up apples and some oranges, 
cinnamon and star of anise, which is an interesting spice, and uh, cinnamon, of course, and I think cloves as well. I think I will try and get the recipe out there on the Facebook group site. Um, but you let it cook for 15 minutes, and then you will need to have something like a, uh, a strained, fine meshed thing that you can strain everything through as you get the juice out of that fruit or a muslin cloth, um, either way. But yeah, it sounds really good. So let me know what you guys think. Or if you have a favorite fall recipe that you want to share, please, by all means. So I was reading the Bible this morning. I like to start my day off with Jesus. I'm a Jesus girl, which means I've put my faith in him and I am trusting him that although I'm dearly loved by him, uh, I came into this world with a sin cancer that we all have got because of Adam and Eve and their choice to disobey God. Uh, with that choice, uh, with their free will, they knowingly, um, Eve was deceived, Adam was not, but they knowingly chose to believe the devil and his lies and not trust the God that they had come to know in the perfect garden and perfect bodies and perfect everything. With that choice came the propensity for sin, because if they made the wrong choice to not trust God, to not obey God, then that choice was going to bring sin and God being holy can't be around sin. So the cross is the perfect intersection of God's love for us, because he could have just condemned us and just destroyed all of us, but he didn't. And he says in John 3:18 that Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but to save us. And the only way he could do that was by coming down as God and adopting a human form and walking this earth for 33 years and taking all of it. I mean, he took all the temptation that Satan threw at him, and yet he never, like Adam and Eve, he never uh, sinned against himself. He never, I know that sounds weird, but he never, um, he never sinned. So he earned the right to be our sinless savior and his death on the cross paid and paved the way for all of our sins, all of our sins, the ones we've done and the ones we'll do tomorrow and next year, um, to be forgiven if we accept the gift, if we accept salvation. And you can read about it in the book of John. Um, there are great Bible apps like Bible.is app. They're free, a Holy Bible app. They're all really great. But once you put your faith in Jesus and say, yeah, okay, I get it. I, I believe you. I'm a sinner. I need salvation and I can't save myself. That's the difference between Christianity and everything else. They're all like, oh, you can handle this. You can do this. Or better yet, you can just think that you're God and, you know, once you realize that you're really divine, well, then you'll just stop acting like this worse version of yourself. Uh, nice try, but that's a big fat lie that Satan is peddling. And it sounds really great. It appeals to our pride. But once you let your pride go and say, yeah, I need you. I need help. I can't do this. But once you put your faith in Jesus, what I read this morning was so cool. And there was something new I saw. Um, do you know that when you're carrying heavy burdens, like we all tend to do, God says, Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 28, come to me, come to me and lay those burdens down and I will give you rest. And then he says, I will give you rest for your soul. 
for your soul. Take my burden, which is light. And we think of a burden as being heavy and typically it is, but he says uh, another definition of burden is responsibility. He does give us a burden, but it's a light one. It's one that we can carry. And like two oxen in a double, double, um, harness together, a yoke, he, he does his life with us. He doesn't ask us to do anything on our own. And um, he gives us the Holy Spirit too. And it says in Psalm 68, 19, I believe, verse 19, it says that praise be to the God who daily bears our burdens. Praise be to the God, praise be to the Lord, our God and our Savior who daily bear, bears our burdens. So what I saw that was new in that is that he says, take my yoke. Well, you can't take his yoke if you're still holding on to yours. And he says, take my burden because it's light. Well, you can't take his burden that he's designed for you, the responsibility that he wants you to partner with him in life with. Um, if you're still holding on to all the burdens yourself that he promised to carry for you. So that was new for me to see that it's a great trade, just like salvation is a great trade, our sins for his holiness and his forgiveness and our wretchedness for his, um, making us new people and making us holy because of Jesus and Jesus alone. But in this trade, we give him our burdens and all of our problems every day. We just give them to him. And then we take his yoke and we say, Lord, what are we, what are we doing today? So I wanted to leave that with y'all and I hope you guys have a wonderful serendipitous day. And just remember Jesus not only wants to save you from the biggest burden of all, your sin burden, which you can't carry and you can't solve, but by grace as a gift, he even gives you the faith. If you're like, I want to believe, but I'm not sure I can that's God already tugging on your heart. If you ask him, hey, would you give me the faith to believe? Because I'm not sure I'm all in. I'm not sure I buy all this, but I kind of want to. There's a part of me that wants to. That is God already drawing on your heart. And once he starts drawing you, he's going to give you what you need. And if you say, would you give me the faith to believe? But once he gives you the faith to believe, you got to act on it. And so that's where you just come to him and say, hey, I'm a sinner. I, I need salvation. I need forgiveness. I understand and believe you're God and you died for me on the cross. Would you save me through what you did on the cross? Would you come into my life and make me a new person and send your Holy Spirit to live within me? He always says yes to that. And then he carries your burdens every day. And he gives you rest, rest for your soul. No more distraction, no more trying to distract yourself or self-medicate with whatever means we have. And we have a thousand ways, don't we, of trying to find peace when he says, hey, I'll give you the rest that your soul needs. This is Serendipity Girl. Have a wonderful serendipitous day and enjoy fall, y'all.